Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to I'm Listening. This is a Frasier fan podcast hosted by number one Frasier fan, me, Anita Flores. Every new episode, we have a special guest, and today is no different. Today, we have actor. I mean, I don't even, I'm, I'm, that's all I'm going to say. Today, we have actor Trevor Einhorn. <laughs> and if you are a fan of Frasier and this podcast, I think you know who Trevor is. Trevor, how are you today? Hi, uh, I'm doing great. How are you? Number one Frasier fan podcast host, Anita. That uh, me, I'm doing well. This is uh this is a the a special uh, I'd call this a very special episode. Um if you don't know uh, some of the history behind this podcast, um you are my first cast member on. Uh previously I did have Joe Keenan on who was uh, an executive writer and producer on yeah. Frasier and he was wonderful and amazing. <laughs> um but you are the first and I hope not the last. So <laughs> Oh, this <laughs> is just going to spiral in. You're going to get uh the dog you're gonna get them all coming in right now right exactly it starts with you all the way at the top um always the case which is which is very exciting so i was talking about this before we started the episode but i do feel i need to mention that trevor is here thanks to uh, a miss rachel bloom i'm curious how do you um you 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 had mentioned before we started recording that uh, you uh, know uh, you guys are you have mutual friends. Uh, you didn't, but perchance go to NYU together, did you, or is it more like in Hollywood? No, my my sister, uh, my older sister went to NYU, and that's sort of uh, how I know Rachel too. Like through her friend group, my sister was part of this comedy troupe called Harvard Sailing Team. Oh uh, and- yes, I've heard of that. Yeah, and uh, so that whole sort of like New York gang was close with Rachel's uh, group. And then when everyone came back to LA or moved to LA, it sort of became this big, fun, Jewish, not Jewish (laughs) comedians from New York and LA and just sort of a really fun, loving group. Uh, And Rachel was a part of it. And we just sort of would continue to run into each other at all like the holiday parties and, you know, friend get togethers. But yeah, she's awesome. She totally reached out to me and told me about your podcast and, it sounded so much fun, and I think she had such a great time doing it. So, uh, yeah, 
that's how I'm here. That's awesome. And I, I love what you said before that she, uh, you didn't know she was a, a Frasier, a, a crane, No, a I think she was kind of like a closeted Frasier fan <laughs> a little bit, maybe just, maybe just around me. I think she would ask me like a couple random questions, not, not so much all the time. Like, I think there was a few times where she was like, I fell asleep watching you last night. Uh, and I was like, oh, what is that mean? And I think she was referencing, you know, binge watching a couple episodes um, or something like that. But yeah, it was very sweet. And um, she is an incredible Frasier fan. She she knows her stuff. She knows her stuff. I think, you know, I do um, arrogantly call myself number one Frasier fan, but I have had a number of people on this podcast that I think could match my... Uh, my level of knowledge. Um, is there a game for, is there like a game to test this yet? Have you created like a questionnaire to like find the number one fan to, so you can hold the title proudly or, I or, would, or, is, or has that already happened and I don't know about it? If it has happened, I do not know about it. I do know <laughs> that there are, I mean like um, there's a, a, I just found out that there's a Monopoly game based around the Golden Girls. So what I'm waiting for is something like that, but for Frasier. Some sort yeah. of already existing board game that is dedicated to the show. Haven't seen it yet, but perhaps uh, that's that's coming next from me. But I, you That's know. pretty good. I think this episode will get that started right away. Oh, wonderful. We'll hit, we'll hit up Mattel or whoever <laughs> right now. So uh, I was looking up, obviously... <laughs> your credits uh yeah. and i am guilty of not watching mad men i'm the only person on earth who has not but That's um okay. i know that you were on mad men you played copywriter john mathis correct yeah yes yes um yes i thought perhaps before we get into fraser stuff i would i'd love to hear um what you've been up to so i'm curious on a show like mad men which is uh you know it was a cable show in the 2000s how was that different as compared to working on a network show in the 90s um it was uh very different but also uh pretty similar uh for my personal experience um so i came on to mad men in the sixth season and uh the thing about mad men at the time that i came on i, I was on it from uh six to the end and they were just a well-oiled machine and it was just a group of amazing professionals with critical acclaim and I just instantly felt lucky to be a part of it. And I also was um, welcomed uh, so lovely. And I was one of the youngest there by by far. Um, so right away, I kind of felt, it felt very similar to like this Frasier experience. When I came on, it was already such a critically acclaimed show. The, it was an amazing group of professionals. And <laughs> I think without saying too much, I was the youngest by far. Sure. On, How old were you at the film. time when you were on? Uh, when I started uh, Mad Men or when I started Frasier? When you started Mad Men. When I started Mad Men, I think I was uh, 20. I, yeah, I think I started when I was like 20 or 21 or something like that. That's, um, yeah, that's pretty young. And it was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it, what was like really great about Mad Men is that like it was all in the writing. Very similar uh, to Frasier that like I think like any great show, you could bring it back to like what the scripts have in it and then sort of find that sort of balance, what the actors bring to it. But the writing on Mad Men is what made it so special. 
Um, so it wasn't like we were doing too much work. It was just if you delivered the words the way they were supposed to be said, um, the writing would do it for you. And it, it was an amazing group of people. And the details on that show are something I still, you know, are in awe of. And I got really lucky because the character sort of went from this copywriter and to developing this fun relationship and they kept me around and uh i got to you know have most of my scenes with elizabeth moss who was lovely and she also is kind of a little fraser fan too and uh -huh. when everyone found out that i played fraser's son it sort of quickly circled old photos of me <laughs> of you know being frederick and she also was a child actor so we we wound up uh bonding over that quite a bit and it was really sweet. I, 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 have, I have nothing but good experiences with Mad Men. It was truly oh, um, one of the best jobs I've had. And it came at a great time uh, in my career to sort of inspire me to keep going again. And uh, I, just, I just had the best time. And it was like a mini family. So anytime we run into anybody outside of you know the set, it, it was just like we had that shared experience. And it, it's still holding on now. So felt that's, really lucky. That's lovely. Yeah. I. Um... I, I did want to ask you what it was like working with Elizabeth Moss, because I do think that she is one of the greatest TV actresses working right now. Um, yeah. She's she amazing. Was, she was so great. And um, yeah, we talked we talked a lot about uh, sort of in the beginning, like sort of being child actors and sort of going through it. She started at a very young age as well. And I was just like, she's so incredible. Like the trajectory of where she went and where she is at now is just, like really inspiring you know I, and and she completely deserves all the uh accolades that she has because she puts in the work and she's really great all right maybe i'll watch it you you may yeah. perhaps you it shouldn't just me. be my yeah i don't need to convince you but uh, <laughs> I, I think at some point after you rewatch all the fraser episodes again maybe just throw on you know a mad men stream you know whenever whenever no pressure it's gonna stick around <laughs> So other than Elizabeth Moss, did anyone else on set was any, and, you know, this is obviously for future scouting for people uh, to be on the pod. Um, yeah. Who else was like a Frasier, a Frasier head on, on set who was like, yeah. hey, listen, man, I love Frasier. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no one else comes out right away. I, I think what was funny about Mad Men, they did a lot of stuff on the internet about this. There's a lot of 90s throwback actors and 90s uh, like character actors that were on the show just by happenstance there was a bunch of lists of like all these people that like from shows that you grew up watching are now playing uh characters in the 1960s so i know there was like a bunch of sort of like tie-in 90s life i don't know if that was on purpose or not but it definitely it just was around so sure. I, I don't i don't think i went into too much depth with any like intense Frasier fans other than I always get that no matter what set I'm on I always get that I can't ever remember who but someone who was like hey I fell asleep watching you last night and it's awkward at first but Frasier <laughs> just happens to be one of those shows that like whether it was on the Hallmark channel every night or you're watching it on Netflix it's just it it's timeless so it's it's around so people are just watching it it truly is a uh... A timeless show in that, you know, I've uh, it feels quite surreal to be talking about this with you, but I've spoken <laughs> to many, uh, every single guest on this podcast about, uh, 
you know, what is the trajectory as a fan that you go through with a show like Frasier? Because, you know, I personally know that I wouldn't have a podcast about the show if it didn't switch on to streaming because I did grow up watching it for sure. I won't pretend I started watching it because I appreciated good writing when I was, you know, seven years old, but I definitely (laughs) appreciated uh, something that I apparently picked up on in terms of enjoying physical acting and good acting when I was younger and not fully understanding why. But then after that, you know, obviously a show that's that long goes into syndication and then it hits streaming. And I don't know if you've been following, but not surprisingly, there are some people that are upset that Frasier is leaving Netflix on December 31st. I mean, I knew it was coming. I mean, I assume at some point it's going to end up on Peacock is my guess. Yeah, Yeah, something. There's something there. I don't know exactly what, where it's going to end up, but I don't think it's, it's going to be too long before we see it pop up somewhere. You know, streaming is that same sort of relationship. Like you said, like when show goes into syndication, it's like, there's a bunch of fans of The Office or other shows like that that like started from watching TBS or something. So I, I think streaming just really lent itself to like, oh yeah, this is a show that a lot of people talked about that I didn't get the time to watch. And sure. uh, my wife included. My wife is now watching Frasier like every night to fall asleep. And we, oh, you know, wow. She never, she never watched it. We never really talked about it uh, that much. She just knew I was, I was on it. And now she's like a real, she's a big fan, like dedicated more than, more than myself. Um, so when, so it's funny. <laughs> so when you um, first got together, you're yeah. saying that she had not really watched the show. Yes, that is what I'm saying. Okay. That wasn't the reason why she said I'll go on a second date with you. It wasn't it wasn't cuz you're Frederick. <laughs> well, I mean, um, I'm curious and I'm very curious now in the past. That was the third date. That, that was the third date. That was the third date. date. Yeah. You yeah. had to Yeah, by the end of the second date she was like, "You got to give me something." And I said, "Well, uh-huh. I don't really know this." Now, um, no, yeah, no, she didn't watch the show. In your past, before um, your lovely wife came along, was yeah. this ever a, a, a topic or even a, a like a weird moment that ever came up on dates? In in that like, you know, were there ever dates where it did come up and you were like, okay, cool, like you know, and somebody said, oh, I love Frasier, and and here you are. The dating, uh, never really on date. I mean, like when when I was a kid and it was on, uh, you know friends and people that I were going to school, like my teachers, it was a big deal with, I would never date, I wasn't dating my teachers, but it was, (laughs) you know, it was, it was a popular topic because the show was so popular. But um, I think by the time that I was like seriously dating that there was enough time removed from the show um, that I, I can't really recall a time that it ever made or made or broke a date, you know, that I, I don't think I ever uh, was dating like a super fan and uh, they were just telling me that they were, or or if or if uh, or if I did, they kept it they kept it very cool. Sure, real sure, 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 yeah. sure. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm slightly disappointed. I I mean, I always <laughs> you assume... wanted a good one. You I'd wanted say, a good story. Well, let yeah. me ask you this: Has anyone yeah. uh, in your life? I mean, you know, obviously you're an adult now, but even between when you were on Frasier and now. Has there ever been a moment in, in which, you know, someone on the street or someone shouted something out at you out of a car? Obviously, I've concocted these scenarios yeah. in my head. But yeah, any any interesting fan interactions? 
Uh, there's, uh, I will say, because of streaming and because of, like you said, syndication, I am always impressed with how many people still recognize me from when I was a kid. Oh. Um, so it, do, it does, it does happen. A, a, I don't want to say a lot, but it happens uh, often that you know the show is really popular still, and it, uh, like you said, it streams a lot. So. If someone happened to watch the episode the night before and I'm in a grocery store, um, <laughs> that, you know, that's where it that's where it really happens. You know, like those, huh. those little interactions like that. And um, yeah, it still happens. I'm always shocked by that. I think people have a, a really good eye out there. I love playing that game, too. If I see someone on like any sort of random movie in my life and I'm like, oh, they were in that one scene. I always get a kick out of it if I recognize them, you know, outside. I think that's a, just a fun game anyways. As a rule, would you say uh, supermarket is off limits, though? I, as in... <laughs> To talk to people? Sure, yes. <laughs> oh, no way. I think supermarket, you you go for it. Oh, wow. Okay. Why not? Why would a supermarket be off limits? I like a supermarket interaction. We're just there looking at produce anyways. <laughs> We're waiting for someone to talk to us. And maybe a second opinion if this avocado is ripe enough to bring home. So supermarket's okay. Okay. Actually, I've never even asked anyone if a supermarket is okay. The, the I guess I'm not trying to invite a bunch of people to talk to me at a supermarket, but I'm saying I find it acceptable. Sure. Okay. Well, let's keep that in mind with you in particular, because I've never thought about, <laughs> you know, running into uh, people from television at the supermarket. What I have seen is people from television and music at the uh, airport. And in my oh. mind, I've decided you shouldn't talk to people at the airport because I've never seen anyone look happy at the airport. Yeah, I think airport's off limit. All right. I think supermarket is fine. You're at home. You're in your comfort zone. You know, you're going to hopefully your local market that you love. Sure. And, you know, there, there's a more positive experience. Airport, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't even want to talk to anyone I'm traveling with. Get me home. Do you know, I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm sure my listeners are going are absolutely ecstatic that I have yet to to start drilling you with Fraser questions yet. Yeah. But I feel I must tell you that the weirdest celebrity run in I had at an airport was I um I went on a like a little euro trip uh like 5 years ago with a friend. We didn't check, we got the cheapest tickets available uh and went and bought a um a ticket from Amsterdam back to New York but didn't check where we had a layover. The layover was in Moscow. So we woke up in Russia and we had a two and a half hour layover. Uh, it was a very odd and depressing experience slash vibe at the airport. And who did I see getting onto our flight was a uh, method man. Uh, oh, yeah. From, but th that I know from the film How High, also a musician. Yeah. But I was very excited. And then so he was in first class, naturally. I was go. I was heading to the class that is after first class, and I was about to say hello to him, but he was next to somebody who was either like an assistant, a friend, or a bodyguard who made eye contact with me and shook his head at me. And so then I kept walking, and I did not have an interaction. But it is still my um, my One most regret? interesting. No, no, I'm glad I didn't say anything because obviously it wouldn't have ended well. <laughs> what for would me. you have said if you had the opportunity? I'm such a fan of How High or Method Man. What are you doing in Moscow? I think I would have said I'm a huge fan because sometimes yeah. I don't know what people want to be known for. So yeah. I just tr I just try and go really vague with I'm a huge fan. So that's I, I hope that Method Man watches Frasier, and I hope that this episode uh, me too can get 
can get you guys connected um, on some level. I hope that uh, that we can outreach to Method Man for some. Maybe maybe he can record a song for the podcast. I'm Something. sure he's listening. Obviously, I did yeah. I did look up online and he had been there for a music festival. So okay. I was right. My friend did not believe me. She said there is no way he's in Moscow. I said yes, he is. Anyway, oh, she was denying that you saw Math and Man. Yeah, in she didn't. She didn't notice because she was. You oh. know, we were miserable, both mostly trying to nap at the airport. But I happened to see him walk by me, and I said, "I yeah. swear to God, Method Man just walked by me." And she was like, "I don't believe you." Um, and on that note, I think uh, I must. I must ask you. Uh, yeah, this let is us, a good segue. Let Method us. Man. Yeah, speaking of Method Man, let's dig yeah. into. <laughs> Frasier. So yeah. tell me, how uh, were you cast in the show? Because uh, your fir the, the first appearance of Frederick Crane, uh, it was a different child actor. Yes. So how did you get on, become a Frederick Crane? Scandalous. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, um, the, yeah, there was, a, there was one other previous Frederick. And then I, for, I don't know what the reason was that uh that they changed it um but yeah it was i, I remember I, I still remember the audition i remember it was a very small uh, like kind of call of just like kid actors and um i didn't i obviously didn't know i think i was like six or seven when mm -hmm. when i first started something like that yeah probably like seven so i didn't know the show um yet i i, I knew like I knew it was a big deal and I knew it was like a popular show because my parents were telling me that. Mm. And uh, yeah, Jeff Greenberg was the casting director and uh, they had the audition at Paramount Studios where they film. Uh, so it's always exciting to kind of go to a lot for an audition, um, studio lot. It's just a little extra fun room to go into. Sure. And it was just this... Uh, Funny enough, I think it was the Thanksgiving episode, uh, and it and it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. So that's oh, that's... listeners, uh, we are filming the day before Thanksgiving. Relevant, okay? Yeah, yes, this go ahead. is relevant. This yes. is on on topic. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it it wasn't any different. I, I remember it was they were they were trying to find something specific, and I don't know what that was, but. They were they were giving me jokes that I didn't quite understand understand, uh, but I was just sort of doing them as I would like very naturally, and then it just sort of worked out. We found out that day uh, that we got it because I think they were starting the episode the next day. I think they were like scrambling to sort of find Frederick, and oh, wow. we started instantly. Yeah, we found out that day, and it was a pretty cool process, and just went right into it, and it was. It was a ton of fun. That was sort of it. I don't have any other like big story of how I got it. I, I just, I remember the audition feeling very comfortable. And I remember at the end, they asked me to stay. And that's always a good thing. Uh, it's nice. You know, one of the few, one of the few times where you need to stay and you're not in trouble. <laughs> Had you, um, before this show, um, worked on anything else or? Yeah, else? I was, uh, the first thing I did, I, I, I uh, my sister and I actually were cast as brother and sister in a movie called Disclosure. We played uh, Michael Douglas's kids oh, yeah. in that movie. Uh, uh, oh, so wow. I started, I started that when I was five, and then I think I was doing like commercials after that, and then this sort of was like, definitely like the first big, big thing I had, um, and it, and it was great. 
uh, well, what a, you know, one thing, or at least that was theorized by uh, f at least fans in the comments, yeah. was that uh, perhaps you were cast because there is some resemblance. Uh, yeah. And I could agree with that. I was like, oh, yeah, I could see it for sure. I think you definitely have to sort of, I mean, anytime you're casting a, a son or a daughter at anything, I think you sort of have to start at that level of like, could this theoretically be, you know, do they look enough like the parents? Um, I think the, I think the original, I think the kid who was uh, cast first looked a little more like Lilith's side. And I think my version was taking a little bit more after the Frasier side sure. of, in terms of looks, in terms of visual looks. Is there a favorite, and this isn't to say who you liked the best, or maybe it also depends yeah. on how much screen time you got with whoever, but did you have a favorite actor in, in Frasier to do scenes with? Uh, I, I, I do mean this. I'm not trying to be political. They were all <laughs> incredible. And it's uh, the way that sort of like the sitcom style, you know, worked with the multicam, you were always there as a group anyways. Mm -hmm. so whether you had a scene with someone in particular, you were always, you always kind of started the day as a group and you ended the day as a group for like a run through of the whole show. So everyone uh, was so uh, welcoming, mm -hmm. not, not just to me as like a kid, but like welcoming to my family, anyone that was ever there in the work experience. And uh, the fun part about being sort of like a guest actor on a show like that is usually like, it's a bigger episode for my character. So that means that I get to interact with everybody mm -hmm. a lot. I, yeah. I think on, I think on most of the episodes, I always sort of had my moment with all of the uh, main characters. Right. And you know, I, I think the interactions that I remember, uh, you know, enjoying the most, you know, just sort of that dynamic between Daphne and Frederick and mm -hmm. Niles. But truly, everybody was so great. You know, it really felt like I had the, I had this like sort of set family, this like, uh, you know, TV family. And like, I grew up, you know, there, you know, seeing them once a year, kind of like in these moments of my life, they were all they were always there and they were always there to sort of like watch me grow up too. So it was, wow. everyone was amazing. It's truly lovely. amazing. I'm curious. Um, you know, uh, it's, uh, obviously very sad, but you know, John, John Mahoney passed away. What was it yeah. like working with him? He was so, um, warm and always, uh, extremely nice. Took the time to talk to me like always. And, you know, we would sit down and just sort of chat about life and, yeah, it was weird. Like when when he passed, I I I made a post like I made a post on Instagram, which like you know it felt. I I don't know what I wanted to do about it, but it was such a um, he was such a memorable guy, and he yeah. was always so nice to work with, and he was always so giving as an as a scene partner and as an actor, and uh, he just was really great to me and my family, and uh, he always supported me, not just as like, you know, a, a kid actor on, on a show, but it really felt like a, a family member. He wanted, raised to the occasion, anything that he could do to help me. Because there was a lot of interaction between grandpa and, and Frederick. They were, they were, that was always a big dynamic. And I think he was just such a great safety net for me to have as a kid and also just as another scene partner. So it was really, it was really sad. And wh I, when rewatching the show now, mm -hmm. his comedy, uh, 
for me, it was like, uh, as I got older, was the one I appreciate the most, I think. I think I, I would, uh, as a kid being on the show, you understand a lot of the jokes and you get like the big punchlines and stuff like that. But rewatching the show now, I think Martin has somehow become one of my favorite characters, his delivery and, and just like <laughs> the dry sense of humor that he has in this sort of understated way in, in the show. It would just, it's somehow become my favorite. He has uh, my favorite like monologues. Like he's done yeah. some great monologues on the show. And separately from that, I was, <laughs> I thought it took range. There's an episode uh, like, later on I think season 10 or 11 where he accidentally eats a pot brownie and oh yeah totally. I was so deeply impressed by uh his performance as a person who had accidentally taken a pot brownie I thought this is believable this takes yeah. research to know what is a person oh, going to act like when totally. they accidentally eat a pot brownie <laughs> oh and he has that great line like the way he said pudding pants yeah you know, he just wrote wrote down on a post-it note. I mean, it was just really funny. It's just genuinely, he has so much range, like you said, as an actor. He can deliver the heartfelt sort of like monologues and also that great sort of like fatherly bond. Um, and then doing something as ridiculous as a grandpa accidentally eating a pot brownie. It's just, you can rely on him for anything. And uh, it, it was it was truly um, sad when he passed. Very well, sad. I mean, I... We'll get. Well, uh, I'm I'm waiting to 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 talk about uh, the reboot, but I can tell you I've had sure. all kinds of ideas, including prequel ideas that star Martin Crane as a young hotshot detective. Yeah. Um, but that's uh, yeah. That I've I, I've had I've had I've had a Frasier in space ideas. I've had <laughs> I've had all kinds of ideas. Well, we'll see. I bet. Yeah, I'm sure they're all going to make it. Uh, to the screen. Um, oh yeah. Uh, so obviously, you know, you were not a regular cast member, but I would say every episode that you were on was memorable. Do you have either a favorite episode that you were a part of, or even like just a favorite scene? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, that was that is where I got really lucky. Is like you said, I, I wasn't there all the time, but the episodes that they brought his son in for always felt a little bit bigger. Oh, and, yeah. you know, sort of a memorable uh, storyline. I think for me personally, I think the bar mitzvah episode <laughs> where Frazier all of a sudden starts speaking in Klingon instead of <laughs> Hebrew, huh? it just sort of is really, it's funny. I, I went to a Jewish day school and I think, I think they even use some of the Sidors, which is like, you know, the, uh, the Jewish prayer books from my actual temple for like the bar mitzvah scene. Wow. There was a lot of like in there. It was right around the time that I had my real bar mitzvah. Oh so there's gosh. something funny and a, a close connection to that one that I'll, I'll never forget. And it was, it was just a really funny episode. Uh, and I just, I particularly loved that sort of like Jewish humor and it was just funny. It was, it was easy to like really, all the episodes were easy for me to relate to in a funny way, but that one is that that one always sticks out. That and the spelling bee, I think, always sticks out to me. Oh, the spelling bee! The spelling bee is great too. Uh, so, do you ever like? Because you know, I think you and I are around the same age. Would you say that um, sometimes you think about your bar mitzvah and you kind of like get the memories jumbled up, and you're like, "Was that my bar mitzvah, or was that the one on?" Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think they were that. <laughs> 
post. <laughs> I didn't. I, I did have a cameraman at my bar mitzvah, but I didn't have like four and a director. Um, so I, 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 I am able to separate them, but it is a funny. It is just a funny thing to think back on. Oh yeah, and sure. it was really what was actually like a really sweet surprise at my actual bar mitzvah. Um, there was always these like sort of. Uh, you know, videos, you know, like a video of montage course. of photos and stuff like that. And they actually, the whole cast actually recorded bar mitzvah messages Aww. for me. Like kind of like a surprise. I had no idea that they did that. So that was kind of a sweet, uh, you know, little. That's lovely. Cherry. Yeah, that was really cool. Did you guys, well, I mean, I guess it depends on, uh, I mean, the show was on for so long, 11 years. Yeah. Um, were there ever like, you know, cast hangouts off set? Um, they would do, uh, uh, Kelsey would always do sort of like a Halloween part. They, they would do holiday parties. So they would do like a fun ho Halloween party and everyone would really dress up and, you know, just, just no, uh, holiday parties. And if there was other hangouts than that, I just wasn't privy to them. Who, uh, some of my favorite episodes of, of Frasier or one of them, uh, involves a Halloween party where everyone dresses up as their favorite literary character. Yeah. I know you right. were not in that episode, but, yeah. uh, did, uh, of any Halloween parties, also Halloween is my favorite holiday, really? um, which I get a lot of hate for because how dare I not be a huge, you know, so by the way, I am Jewish on my mom's side and Catholic yes. on my dad's. And uh, yeah, I'll be fully honest. I'm not mm -hmm. a huge Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah gal because I think it's way more fun to dress up on Halloween. And also, uh, it, you know, if I don't know if you ever spent a lot of time in New York, but I love the Halloween parade here. I think everyone yes. is at their absolute friendliest uh, yes. when they are in costume. And it's like you can talk to anyone on the street because they have a costume on and it's just wonderful. I will agree with you there. I, I lived in New York for a couple years and Halloween in New York definitely trumps any other Halloween in any other city. And I will, I will definitely give you that. Um, <laughs> So, but you could still dress up on all any of these other holidays. You know that, right? You can go in full costume to Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything you want to. I don't know. I'm not sure what kind of reaction I would get if I dressed up yeah. as, say, you know, Michael Myers on, you know, yeah. Christmas Eve. I like it. And then you carve the turkey. No, we're <laughs> on to something here. That's a good one. You can do it. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be Michael Myers and Send then I'll- Send me the photo of Thanksgiving dinner with you as Michael Myers. It's going to be a huge hit. This sounds huge. great. This sounds great. Okay. The reason I brought up Halloween is because I am, since I am a Halloween head, um, did, yeah. who committed the most in these, uh, even if it was just one Kelsey Grammer Halloween party, who, they, um, who of the cast- I'll never I'll never forget thinking how hilarious it was as a kid. Every year they would choose a different crew member to dress up as like so the main cast would fully commit to dressing like the script supervisor or the second wow. ad and it was i mean like they uh, they all fully committed when they all wow. showed up in like a purple dress uh as the script supervisor because she always wore purple um and they had the wigs i mean it was awesome i thought that for me as a kid i thought that was the funniest thing i've ever seen wow all right well i'm glad to hear that the halloween spirit that was alive for you that was that was pretty good that's good yeah okay. that's good uh that's good gossip good good, good friendly good nice uh stuff yeah uh okay so i do have um i, I mean this could be juicy i don't know so uh 
I think uh, by now, or maybe you knew that Moose, Eddie number one, uh, mm-hmm. as I read in, in many different publications, that uh, Moose, at the height of Frasier popularity, was receiving more fan mail than any human cast member. So uh, I am very curious, and I've heard different things uh, about okay. about his mood, about you know how he acted on set. What was your yeah. relationship with Moose? How was he on set? Okay, so Let's there were real. two. Yeah, there <laughs> there were two dogs. Yes, uh, Moose and his son uh, en- Enzo. Okay. Of course, Enzo. I knew that. Uh, so uh, funny enough, I think I related a lot to the dog because Moose uh, or Enzo or both. Both. I, I, for <laughs> me, like it was a fun thing because I was the kid on set and I had a Wrangler myself. My mom had to be oh. there. You know, I had to have a chaperone. And then the dog had uh, its amazing trainer, uh, Matilde. Yes. And um, she was so awesome. She would always let me walk the dogs. It was just such a fun interaction for me. Um, it was like a safe zone. If I was, you know, if I needed to get away, there was like, you know, as a kid, you just want to get away and hang out with some animals. She always had a bunch of animals that she was training. So there was like three or four dogs at any given time. So I was uh, aware that uh, the Jack Russell Terriers, they were kind of jealous of each other. Mm. So they couldn't be in the same room at the same time. That was the only time that you know, it would it would really like, oh wow, there there's like tension there. But wow. Yeah, they're, they're, so like and then they replaced they replaced Moose when he was getting a little bit older with Enzo right. and they both sometimes the funny times during the live tapings would be they both sometimes would have their like prima donna moments. You know, they would either do the trick or they wouldn't, but mm. it was actually a perfect uh, sense of relief for the audience. You know, it was like the per- perfect person breaking so we could have a little break and laugh about it was that we were waiting on the dog. And there was a few times that it got frustrating, but I- I'm still in awe of how incredible the, do- the dogs were. Like it was, it's, I-, I look back at some of like the tricks that they had them do and it was like quite incredible. It, well, I'm, that's lovely to hear. I, just because, you know, I had heard, uh, I mean, I don't know if you heard in the in the press uh, that, you know, Kelsey had mentioned perhaps Moose could be a bit temperamental. And I was curious if you had had any yeah, experiences I th- like that. Yeah, I think animals can be frustrating at times, but like it's it's mostly the writers coming up with ideas, you know, like the Moose, uh, like. Eddie, the dog Eddie, drove a lot of storyline, too. It sure. was like the button to a lot of jokes. So there was a lot weighing on it. And, mm. um, you know, it just so it, it happens. It's like any sort of like rehearsal process if they can't get it right away. But I don't think it was ever, at least in my experience, it was never um, too crazy. It was just something fun to have. I think as a kid, you just love seeing a dog who can do tricks or any animal that can like you know, be trained to do something awesome like that. It was a lot of fun. I, uh, unrelated, I mean, I haven't really been around a, a, a celebrity dog before. Yes. And I would consider both of those dogs, but probably more notably Moose, uh, uh, just because he was on for longer. And uh, yeah. I have been to the cat circus in New Orleans. It's called Acro Cats, um, yeah. just to let you know. So that is really my only experience around trained animals. And it was. But did uh, you know Beethoven, the movie, and like, like there's oh, just sure. Some, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the culture of like famous animals was yeah. always something cool. 
It's and cool. I'll tell you, the other dog that she trained, which I got to meet a lot, which I always loved. Remember the movie As Good As It Gets with Jack uh, yes, Nichols? I, yes, I do. And you know how the dog like would walk over like he was like Jack Nicholson in the movie was like super uh, superstitious about everything. Mm -hmm. So he would walk on a line, a crack in the cement or anything like that. And the dog was doing it as well. Yeah. She trained that dog as well. And I always I asked, how did you how did you get him to, to do it? And it was like a little like green screen line and they would just put little food. So he oh, would just like funny. walk over things. I thought it was really I, my mind was blown. Wow. I was like, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. I can only hope to make as much money as a celebrity dog one day. I mean, I, really, oh, I think that's, well. yeah, that's no, really one of my, my, my big goals in life. Trillions. So I'm curious, as you have heard from other people, and it is true that Frasier is a really great show to watch before bed. It's very relaxing. Everyone's talking at a... Uh, you know, no one's really shouting except perhaps comically. Uh, yeah. So I'm curious, do you ever watch Frasier just for fun? Um, or is I it just like weird for you? <laughs> no, it, it's it's not weird. I, I I'm always um I'm always so impressed with the writing. Anytime I do catch an episode again, like if it's on or or if it's on TV and I got nothing else to watch, I definitely will like see what the episode is and just appreciate the writing because i think it was such a really um a time like a timeless comedy which you know why wouldn't i appreciate it more now being in the craft still and um sometimes like i said yeah my wife falls asleep to fraser so uh, as of recently like I, I i sometimes you know tune into the episodes again and yeah it's not weird for me at all it's just kind of cool to say that i've been a part of it Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, so the fans will be glad to hear that as well. They all oh, no. send their love, by the way. Um, but <laughs> truly, because I, uh, um, I, I, I have the fan questions. But before we get there, yeah. um, as I'm sure you have read, as we all have, that there has been talks of a reboot, of a revival. Um, yes. What are you allowed to say? Do you... What, what do you know? I can say right now, live here on the podcast, I don't know much. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mu I don't know much of anything. I know that there are a lot of people are reaching out to see if I, I know anything. And I think uh, I know just as much as, you know, the Internet is saying. And I have no official word from anybody, but I, I have been. Um, curious, and I, I've been uh, very excited about the idea. I'd be honored uh, to obviously reprise the role if it would, if it, if it comes to fruition. I just think it's a, um, I think it's a fun tidbit. I think it really says how much the show holds up still. Sure. Because uh, you know, I think we've said it enough. It really is timeless. So, I'd, I, I would be just as excited to see a, a different version or a Frasier reboot. But I don't have any official word on anything and uh, again there are a lot of things sort of happening and mm. people you know reaching out in different ways asking if asking if i've heard anything but uh other than other than hearing uh the little tidbits that you know kelsey drops every now and then and um sort of just like seeing what the potential ideas are i, I i'm i'm just as excited it's it seems like a really cool opportunity and the only thing i could say is that i would be honored to uh you know, reprise the role if it if it came to fruition. Okay, Kelsey, if you're listening, uh, yeah. your son uh, is interested. Okay, so you. It was really cool, actually. I got to um, 
reunite with Kelsey on uh, the show The Last Tycoon like a oh. year and a half, like two years ago on Amazon. Really? Uh, a, a lot of the guys from Mad Men, uh, Scott Hornbacher, who was one of the creators, uh, moved on to that show on Amazon. And they brought me on uh, to do a part on there. And it took place in the 1930s. And all of my, I didn't even really realize it when I went in to read for it, but all of my scene work was with uh, Kelsey. Oh, wow. It was it was just opposite Kelsey for the whole episode. So when I got it, all these people, the casting directors and the producers were all like, oh my God, you guys get to reunite. And I had this moment of, like I was, I wasn't nervous, but I was just like, what a, what a crazy opportunity to reunite with someone. I think like something like 13 years, you know, 10 years later or yeah. something like that. And we get to the table read and Kelsey gives me this huge hug. And it was truly like reuniting with a family member. It was a very uh, surreal experience. And we were catching up about each other's families and Aww. we got to work together for like a full week again. And, you know, I, that, that was, that was one of the best takeaways of like my career coming full circle uh, for me. It was, it was really cr uh, something awesome because when you grow up with somebody as a kid who, a guy who's playing your dad, mm. you naturally look up to them. You know, mm -hmm. and he also was the star of the show. You right. know, his name was on the show. So you sort of like put them in this high regard. And it was always this very comfortable relationship as a kid. You know, mm -hmm. I was the kid. And then to be able to sort of uh, reconnect as as adults, um, it was really awesome. I felt really lucky to sort of have that. So that was a really that was a really cool thing. And then now all this sort of like reboot talk uh, sort of came out not that long after. And it was just such a funny thing that something could potentially happen, you know? It yeah. Really it sounds like when you reunite, it's just like old times. Chemistry yeah. is all there. Yeah, so it was very different <laughs> characters and it was a real, you know, it took place in the 1930s and, you know, old, old Hollywood sort of backstory. But it was this definite sense of, uh, it was a, there was a comfort zone sort of going toe to toe with each other in, in the scene work. It was not um, uncharted territory. And, and it really felt like I was catching up with an, a distant family member rather than anything else. So I, uh, more than anything, I just feel really lucky that I got to have that experience again. That sounds lovely. I'm curious, as we are talking about the reboot, what would you like to see happen to Frederick Crane? Because I don't think we ever know, you know? He's a kid. Yeah. We don't know what profession he goes into, where he might move. We know he goes through a goth phase. Yeah, I think that's the last time we saw him, which is still funny to me that, that we were in full goth makeup. And I, like, I didn't hate it at the time, uh, <laughs> you know, going goth, but it definitely was a different... It was different for Trevor, let's say, like going, sure. you know, like a rebellious phase. Uh, I, I never like sort of like, and we really went for it. I mean, we dyed the hair and the makeup and everything. So that part of it was a lot of fun, but it was just such a funny, uh, it was the most different sort of Frederick I ever played. And I think I was like 16 at the time. So I was, you know, I had some, I, you know, I had some ownership of like the character in a sense, like, you know, it was fun to like see him go through that sort of phase in his life. Um, so where would I like to see Frederick? I don't know. I like, I like this idea of, um, you know, I, I, I don't mind if he like followed into his parents' footsteps of, you know, 
a PhD in something, uh-huh. uh, you know, another, uh, you know, a doctor world oh. or, or he just totally, you know, veered left and, you know, went, went a whole different direction and looked at life a whole different way. And they have to figure out a way to relate to each other again um, on, I, on yeah. a father and son level and a sure. sort of more of adult relationship. I was trying to think of what profession would be like the opposite of, you know, like a therapist. Yeah, I I don't know what that is. I like the idea of like sort of mirroring the relationship that Frazier had with Martin. You know, they they couldn't be any more different. But like we've set up that Frederick is pretty smart you know we've set up that he's a smart kid you know Uh he wins the spelling bee and he's you know advanced for his age and you know sort of like all the sort of schooling so it would be sort of rebelling against that and sort of just wanting to not really care about you know the sort of accolades that you know that Frazier or Lilith sort of set up but I do like that there's this polar opposite relationship with with uh, Martin and Frazier but they are so similar at the same time. You know, they really know how to like look at the world through a similar lens, even though they do something so differently. All right, here's my only because uh, I I like I've come I don't even up know with if it. I answered the question at all. I think I you no, did. I've... I have no idea. I just trust <laughs> that the right. I I trust that the writing. You know that that the writers are so good and and that these characters are so like there's such a strong foundation that I you know there's there's no bad direction that could go in. I've come up with a million ideas, some out loud and some just in my head, for uh, for what happens between Frasier and Freddie. Yeah. So right now, bravely, I tell you what has just popped into my head, which is you do try and take after your father. And mm-hmm. I was trying to think, what is the updated version of, I mean, radio, yes, it's still out there. But, you know, podcasts are too. So I was Yes, trying to we're doing him. a podcast now. Yeah. That's true. Is- do Frederick and uh, and uh, and Frazier host a podcast together? Do they both? Does Frazier go into the same prof- profession and they have competing podcasts? I don't know. These are all things that I'm sure be con- being considered in the writers' room if there is one going on right now. Yes, I like the idea. I also I also came up like in my head. Like I have thought about it once. Before. I'm just remembering now. Like I thought about this this idea before. Like where. Maybe Frederick was, you know, engaged and things were looking up, but somehow the relationship ended and he needed to just get away. So he decided to move back in with, you know, his dad and relied on, you know, that sort of like following instincts. And they're both out there dating again, you know, and what is that? What do those paths look like? You know, like, sure. you know, where, where the hijinks come in with that? Like, do they, you know, share a house and still date at the same time? That's a funny, I, I always thought that was sort of like a funny idea. All right. So we've got, there's something that's, a well, I don't actually know if that's a possibility, but that idea it's in the air. And again, I assume Kelsey Grammer is listening yeah definitely um uh before we move on to fan questions i am of course or we all are society is constantly obsessed with uh child actors and their downfall and in 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 your case (laughs) sounds like you're doing well uh i have never heard any sort of you know uh you know trevor uh seen smoking at you know in the club at 15 Uh, Googling the right stuff. No. 
So I'm curious, um, you know, especially because, you know, you were a child actor, now you're an adult actor. Were there any surreal parties you were at as a as a kid where you were, you know, hanging out, playing uh, ping pong? I'll just throw some example names in with, yeah. uh, you know, your Sabrina the Teenage Witches or your, uh, who else? Lizzie McGuire's. Were there ever any uh, cool child actor party get togethers? There was there was a a charity. Uh, this is not as cool. I'm sure you don't want to start the cool thing with the charity, but charity is pretty cool. There was this uh, child actor charity that I was pretty heavily involved with called Kids with a Cause mm-hmm. at the time, and uh, Hillary Duff was a, was a part of it at the time, and Frankie Muniz, and you know you had all these people. These it was mostly like TV kid actors. I think like uh, we had like movie. Um, uh, kids that were doing movies as well and like it was we would do these big events I would say like three or four times a year and we would you know find different organizations that we could help give back to and sort of uh, shine a light on so that and and we wound up having like some pretty big parties that would raise a lot of money for charity so like that was kind of cool you know that there was a lot of like child actor stuff going on there and but it was for a great cause so I couldn't say anything bad about it it was always a fun experience oh but... no i wasn't looking for anything bad i just for some reason was yeah. picturing what those conversations look like you know you frankie muniz hillary duff just, just looking at our portfolios sure. and, like, sizing up resumes <laughs> and you know just no no was, right uh, trading business cards you know, it, is a, it, it is a hard balance sometimes when like kids are working um in, a, in the in the profession, you know, in TV and movies, to sort of find that time to still be kids, and yeah. um, I, I have to give credit to my parents. Uh, my sister was also an actor uh, growing up, and it all sort of stemmed from us. We 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 stayed in school, and we sort of always we we turned down a lot of jobs too, if it meant that we wanted to go on a school trip or. We just found this perfect balance of still being able to be a kid, but also let us make our own decisions if we wanted to go do a job or not. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, it's really great that I'm still working now that it's a profession that I'm still really passionate about. And I've been really lucky to get these jobs that sort of keep me in it and allow me to analyze if it was something that I want to keep doing. And now I get the opportunity to work with other child actors. And I know right away whether they're having a good time because I had that experience. So if any parents are listening that want to get their kids into acting or any child actors are listening, I think the most important thing that I always tell people is that you have to balance it with fun as well and make sure that they make sure that they want to still be kids mm. kids that along with adults that's the be- that's that's the best advice i have as long as you get along with adults and you get to enjoy yourself being a kid around adults it, that that's the that's the secret sauce right there sure i mean i think it's also interesting that uh I assume, well, I think things are just different now with social media, but I always get the sense, I mean, I myself am, no, I was never a child actor, but this, I think there's this obsession with staying relevant. And I think it's so interesting, especially when you're young, you know, uh, that often, quote unquote, being relevant, sometimes it involves like, you know, hearing about, you know, an actor's personal life or all. It's hard right now. The lines are very blurred with like social media, like a character you play on TV and the social media of it all. It's like, there isn't, there's a lot of blurred lines more so than it used to be. And I feel really lucky that I got to 
be in the business from an early age and see sort of like how it can go that I'm very cautious about certain things. I'm not chasing anything, but, um, you know, I also got really lucky with the jobs that I think, you know, I, I was being on Frasier, you're around the right people. Mm. You know, you get, you get to have a good example because they were a number one show and they were all a really great group of people to work with. I didn't realize at the time how good I had it, you know, until Mm. you go into other sets and you see, you know, dysfunction in other ways. But I think it, it is a job by job sort of, you have to take it one, one, one job at a time sort of thing. I don't know if I'm answering these questions. Good. You could edit this. You are uh, answering these. Actor, PSA, these are, however you oh no, I could talk about child acting and, and I also, yeah. um, I think it's of course always refreshing to talk to somebody, uh, who you know, has this much insight and uh, seemingly sort of uh, grew into a situation that did not put them seemingly in in a, in a compromising position and uh, yeah, and had no, I, professional I feel, experiences. I feel, really, I feel really lucky, and I really do have to thank my mom for uh, being so. You know, she was smart with you know when to step in, and and that's such a big part of the child acting thing is like the parent side of things and, you know, whoever is sort of like being your guardian at the time, you, you have to mm-hmm. find that perfect balance of letting the kids be the kids, but also looking out for their best interests. And sure. I just always had a good example. So I feel really lucky that I'm still, I feel really lucky that I'm still acting. Um, and it's still something I, I'm able to call a, a career and I've been doing it now 26 years, which is just crazy to say. So that's, a lot of fun. A lot of people me. don't work that many years, especially <laughs> in this economy. So congratulations. Thank um, you. I am curious. I swear. But one more. I just keep thinking of things before fan Please. questions. Yeah. Was there a gap of time between uh, your time on Frasier and what came next? Did you take a break at all before moving um, on to the next project? Never like took like an official break. It did. It, it, it kept me... It kept me relevant in the child actor sort of circuit. But like the thing about Frasier is that it was such a mature show that it wasn't re- like I wasn't going to go from, you know, the 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 adult comedy onto like a Disney Channel thing. It just read very differently. Oh, you know? yeah. So so the comedy that I was uh, the, the writing that I was privy to, it sort of put me in this different category of you know, the material that I understood and, and it wasn't, it, it wasn't on purpose. It just like, I was, I was becoming more mature than what I was reading for. So I don't think there was like a natural gap mm. of what the job was, but I, I, I fell into a very specific category of like, I couldn't just jump into like, you know, the 12 year old, you know, like the, the, the child, the more like Disney or Nickelodeon thing. Cause I wasn't reading that way. It right. was more of your a Zach mature. and Cody's. Your, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not that there was anything wrong with no. that. It, just, it, never, it never lined up uh, that way. So I don't know what the next gap was. I don't, I don't know what the next job was. I was always working while on Frasier. I was right. doing other jobs that wasn't tied to it for every episode. So I just kept plugging away. I think at like other TV episodes of of stuff like that. I always, I always loved TV. It was a really, that was my sweet spot there. I too love TV. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Uh, I've got some great, I had to really whittle these down. I, um, number one, before I even say these, uh, ask you some of these questions, I post, yeah. I said, this is my exact post I wrote uh, in this Frasier group. I wrote, deep breaths. I am interviewing Trevor Einhorn next week. What are your questions? And a lot of the comments were just, tell him, tell him we love him. So Aww. just so you know, you have some adoring, adoring fans. That's really sweet. Um, yes. I, I'm sure they'll be very excited to hear you say that. Okay. So uh, here's a question from Greg Chambliss. Do you keep in touch with the remaining cast members? Here's how I, uh, when when I hear that question, I think, you know, are you in a WhatsApp group? You guys ever <laughs> fa <laughs> Facebook message? Uh, <laughs> Christmas cards? Um. No, I no. The the short answer for me is no. Uh, the age gap for me, mm. uh, I think they do keep in touch, obviously, because um, they just work together for so long. And there that that that. But the age gap, there isn't um, a group chat that I'm a part of. But running into anyone from the show, writers, producers, or uh, cast members, like when I ran into Kelsey, there is that instant connection. So lovely. Uh, there isn't anything awkward running into anybody. And, you know, more often than not, if you're still working in this business, you're going to run into someone that you used to work with. So I feel really lucky about that. But you know what? Maybe today I'm going to start a WhatsApp group and I'm sure they'll all join <laughs> right away. Start the WhatsApp group. Um, send yeah. them a link to the pod. Um, send them the link. Send them yeah. the link. Uh, okay. I think you probably already answered this, but... Um, Piles Crane, that's his Instagram handle. Piles Crane, uh, were you really going through a goth phase or was it just written in the show? Sounds like oh, you didn't. Yeah, no, it was just written in the show. And uh, I, I was not going through a goth phase, but it was, there is something fun about being forced to, to do it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. You know, like if you're going to goth, like go all out. Goth. Yeah. So that was, that was fun. <laughs> and, uh, it was, yeah, and I, like what was really interesting is that at the time I, I, you were able to like invite um, people to the live taping. You know, that was like a big thing for us. We got to invite like, you know, family members or whatever. And I invited uh, my freshman English teacher. Oh. Uh, she was like a fan and, and I didn't tell her anything about the episode. And so like she showed up and it was like such a huge reveal for her that I was in full goth makeup too. So that was a lot of fun. So Shout funny. out to Lauren Newman if she's listening to the podcast, my freshman high school English teacher. Hello, Professor Newman. I'm sure she's also listening. Uh, yeah. I, I think you... I think she, this young lady just needs to hear it as well as a few other people. But uh, Jess asks, are you single and willing to relocate to London? Heart emoji. Uh <laughs> willing to that's the that's the the second part of the question i am not single uh i am Sorry, uh, I'm married uh to, to my lovely wife but uh, to, but i do think that we would be open to relocating to london i don't know if that <laughs> helps at any point you, uh, you can't rule anything out so maybe that maybe the three of us all grab a coffee at some point all right jess okay you got well that hey that was uh I'm sure she'd just be happy to meet you too. So okay, hi uh, Jess. <laughs> uh, okay, Ben asks, who would you rather have as your dad in real life, Fraser Crane or Niles Crane? Whoa! I know, I know. I that what a thinker. Yeah, that is a great question. I'm actually stopped in my tracks there. Who would I have if I could choose? Touche, Ben. 
Yeah, it's a good question. I know and my answer, saying, but I don't want to answer for you. Tre- are we saying like Trevor? Like tre- yeah, we're asking who would Trevor have as his dad? Absolutely, yes. And yeah. then asking not who, not of the actors, but of their characters. Yeah. yeah. I think I stick with Frasier. I think I stick with Frasier for me. Okay. I, I like having Niles as an uncle. I think he's a perfect uncle. I I think I definitely, I saw that he was a great uncle. Though I will be honest, I do feel as if I, as just me, would would pick Niles Crane. Because I think, as Niles lives in the shadow of his brother, I don't want to live in the shadow of my father. Ooh, that's good. But that's just me. And as we know, who knows where uh, this reboot is going to take Freddie and Frasier. For all we know, they're going to be dating, you know, going on double dates, hosting a Dr. Phil type show together. And maybe they just won't even be competing. They'll be working side by side. I think we just wrote it. I think you got it there. That's it. Uh, Melinda asks. It's called Side by Side. It's called Side by Side. Perfect. Instead of Frasier. All right. Let's trademark it. Uh, Melinda asks, which actors were most like their characters IRL? Oh, IRL in real life. Correct. Correct. Okay. Which actors were most like their character? I'm going to sort of say, I think a lot of them brought certain parts of themselves to the characters. And I think that's why it felt that why the comedy worked so much. Um, I think they were all very different because like it's, uh, the beautiful part about Frasier is like all, all of their insecurities sort of just are thrown out there on the table and we get to like laugh at it, you know, mm-hmm. in a great way. But I do think that there is a little part of everybody um, that that's themselves, but they're, that it wasn't, they're so different. Like anytime <laughs> that you would break from doing the scene, it was never like you always saw them as their person you know david or kelsey or you know you just you you just never you you never got it mixed up so i just think that there was a lot that they were able to pick from their real lives that they add added to enhance their characters i can't say i can't say who's the most like (laughs) i i I don't know i don't have a good answer for that i I think probably i think probably martin uh just because he he has such a great um grandfather instincts you know just being just, he re, he really was sort of loving in that way mm-hmm. so i think that would be my answer lovely yeah i think uh it's still to this day still jarring for me when i hear uh kelsey grammar just talking like a, like a regular person that was like yeah. the biggest uh thing that always threw me off uh when just yeah hearing him not as fraser was like that sort of subtle ish yet you know dramatic transatlantic british thing that was going on um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is such a funny character choice yeah i love i love both voices they both have such great voices they do fraser and kelsey just as just as characters yeah um steve asks did you keep anything from the set whoa (laughs) no but i'm thinking oh you know what sometimes uh wardrobe like because i was a growing boy that like in in between episodes i i wouldn't fit into the same outfit that i had before sometimes i got to keep some of the wardrobe that was a big plus yeah i had sweaters and jackets and and sneakers and stuff that I got to take home so that was fun See, and I, then there was yeah. like a big Fraser jacket that they would do every year that um that they did that I got 
that was kind of cool. There was a Frasier jacket. Like it's yeah, it was like this like oh. leather sort of like baseball, you know, like a uh, Letterman jacket that like had like sort of the logo on it and then they etched my name into it. So that was nice. I guarantee you if those jackets ever floated onto the internet, they would I just found mine. Literally, I just found mine like two days ago. Oh my which God. is why I mentioned it. I don't know why or how I found it, but it's in a nice sort of case right now. And to a lucky fan in this great competition game, you get well, I don't know. I, I have no game. I don't I shouldn't offer this. I don't have a that game baby would sell on the Fraser yeah. Black Market. It, Not that that's uh, a thing, but all right. <laughs> We'll get it going. I'll get the WhatsApp group with the whole cast. I say, guys, donate a jacket. This is big. This is it. We don't need a reboot. We just need the jackets. Sell the jackets. Yeah, I, exactly. I would buy one. So, okay. Oh, Bridget. Bridget asks, now, it's interesting that she refers to your character as and the different episodes as phases. But she asked, what was your favorite phase of Freddy's character? Academic boy, typical teen gamer boy, or goth boy? Oh, I guess there are phases. I guess yeah. so. Like, like life. What were them again? Can I hear the phases one more I time? I love the way she described them. Okay, academic boy, typical yeah. teen gamer boy, or goth boy? Man, I don't ever want to say typical teen gamer <laughs> boy. Um, but I do like that time. I do like I do like the like sort of like the mischievous like before he was rebelling as a goth. He was rebelling in this very Frederick was rebelling in this very fun way. Yeah, for the like, mini bike, you know, getting his parents back together and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It, it's sort of like this fun mischievous like I can get one over on my parents kind of thing I think I go typical teen gamer boy I also go typical teen gamer boy especially uh because you know when poor Freddie uh I believe in your first appearance you know getting hit in the head with a refrigerator having a, <laughs> allergic reactions so how nice to see you know your the wheels uh working in your head you know showing the manipulative sign that you've probably gotten from both parents uh i think it's great <laughs> yeah that was a fun episode that's what that, that thanksgiving episode getting beaten up was such a fun <laughs> and i'm serious it was so much fun like there was like if you're gonna jump onto a show you get like bloody nose black eye hives gum and hair it was all this funny thing and there and then there was like it didn't wind up making it but we were going to do a tag where it's like i was walking in with crutches oh to, we didn't want we wound up pulling that the night of but uh <laughs> I, I i i remember re-watching that episode and i think the funniest part of that episode and it's thanksgiving coming up so i was like thinking about it mm. uh is when niles is cooking the turkey and they go in to grab when uh, Lilith and Fraser grab the turkey out of the oven to bring to the grandmaster's house. And Niles hears the bell go off <laughs> of the oven, and he, th and he thinks, "Okay, turkey's done." And he opens the oven, and he and there's no turkey there. And he just <laughs> like, did it possibly fly away? 
a cooked bird possibly fly away. I just thought it was the funniest thing. I remember rewatching it, just like not grasping it so much as a kid as I do now. And I just thought it was hilarious. That was one of the uh, sort of Niles's moments or well, more like David Hyde Pierce moments where it's there was no dialogue. Similarly reminds me to uh, an episode. Uh, what was it? Three Valentines where he's getting ready for a date and almost yeah. everything he's doing is just physical and like facial acting. And he's so good at it. So good at that. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I love I just love being able to rewatch it and be a fan, you know, be a fan now. Like you're a fan at the time, but you're also like as a kid, you're just trying to memorize all your lines and get everything right. But being able to rewatch it now and just be such a fan yeah. of the show, really cool experience too. Okay, back to uh, questions, fan questions. Oh yeah, well no, this has to actually oh. do with your phase as a, a yeah. as Freddie's phase as a typical teen gamer boy. Uh, yeah, this, typical. this question came up more than once, uh, but Kelly asks, when Niles and Freddie were playing video games, were you, uh, were you as actors actually playing video games? Great question. Great <laughs> question. Because I, when reading it uh, originally, I remember being excited, like, oh, wonder what game we're going to play. You know, this is fun. I like video games. I wonder what game we're going to play. But no, the way they did it, the TV movie magic was they just had sort of the remote control and it was a lighting effect. So oh. there was a box with like a light in it to reflect as if there was a game playing. And even the sound effects that were in the episode were not the sound effects that we had at night. I, I don't forget, uh, like during the taping, mm. I don't remember what the uh, actual sound effects were, but I do know that there was a lot of rehearsal process into getting that timing right mm -hmm. and then getting the of uh, the lighting because it was sort of uh if i remember correctly the gag was that he would always uh nile was playing he would always die he would always yeah. lose in the game so uh yeah no that was a fun little that was a fun little secret for me too like oh video game acting this is this is a <laughs> challenge i like it's a playing. genre video game yeah. acting yeah, I put it on the resume instantly. I think it's great. I mean, I've never video game acted, but I will say what I found to be very uncomfortable to pretend to do without any like music is dancing. Like I was in an ex Ooh. I was in an extra for for like a party scene and something a long time ago, and it was the yeah. first time that I realized that there's no music because there's other people like actually ha like acting words, right? Yeah. And I've oh wow, it is so uncomfortable in my opinion. Did they play any music to let you guys hear a beat and then cut it off? That's usually how, how it's tried to, like, they'll set a, a, a tempo with, with a song and then just cut it out so you can keep that same tempo. Or were you guys just like, you know what, just go for it and dance. And if everyone's doing a different one, who cares? Uh, it was the second one. It's too oh bad you weren't God. there. Listen, so this was a low-budget so film. I, I mean, I think yeah. there's, it's on IMDb somewhere. Uh, okay. Not even I, I couldn't even tell you the name. Uh, a, yeah, we don't need to relive it. I yeah, that. I've mostly blocked it out. Uh, any uh, Caitlin asks any onset crushes she uses as an example, Jane or Perry? Oh, um, I think I think just uh, I mean, uh, no other than like a kid, you know, having a crush on, you know, like I think the the Frederick Daphne thing was just like a cute thing. And in my head, it's like, yeah, why not? Very pretty woman to be working with. So like <laughs> it wasn't any more serious than that. But I definitely, you know, I I, I crushed a schoolboy crush, you could say, school, on, yeah. on, 
on both women. Sure. And, you know, for for the character. For the character purposes <laughs> only. Yeah, not, yeah, let's, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> for the character. You, no, they were great. They were great. Do you have a favorite memory from being on set? Asks Leanne Turner. Okay. Um, I remember, so uh, something that, a little behind the scenes of something that I remember that I, I still think was really cool. So when you're rehearsing, for anyone who might not know, when you're rehearsing the scenes, everyone gets a little tape mark of where they're supposed to stand. So like uh, before you tape it, you they, they tape out, like a actual physical tape where you're supposed to stand as like a mark. And what they did, what I found out what they did on Cheers that they carried over into Frasier was every mark that was used, every tape mark was turned into a giant ball. Uh-huh. And over 11 years, they had every uh, tape mark into a huge ball. Uh-huh. And they did the same thing on Frasier. They kept these giant tape masking tape balls. Uh-huh. Uh, and Again, as a kid, I thought it was the coolest thing. It was like a big Indiana Jones size boulder with <laughs> tape marks, and I was a part of it. So that was a really cool sort of moment for me. Um, and I think, I think just getting the chance to do all, uh, just in general, just getting the chance to do all the fun, wacky stuff, like, and and have my experience acting on TV be on a show like Frasier was just sort of that's the that's the overall fun moment for me. There was never anything that didn't seem right or professional, like getting to eat hot dogs while uh, in, in a camping episode. I was like, I, I'm getting paid to eat hot dogs <laughs> in a scene. This is awesome, you know. So that's a fun moment too. Well, that's lovely. Eating hot dogs on set sounds like yeah. sounds like a fun moment. And I mean, I haven't been paid for that yet, so you know. Again, adding that to, to my list to be yeah. as wealthy as a celebrity dog and get paid. Uh, I'm just realizing now, yeah. am I, is that, are those the lame favorite moments? I, I think I just said I enjoyed looking at a, a big ball of tape and eating hot dogs in a scene on set. I know that there's some other favorite moments of mine, but <laughs> I, I do think the whole experience was... Uh, a favorite moment. We'll end with that. That's a nicer. Answer. I think that's lovely, but I like that you gave specifics other than okay, saying good. everything was wonderful. So, good. which it sounds like it was, but you enjoyed yeah. the tape ball and the hot dogs. Yeah, I thought that as a, as a kid, I really enjoyed that little little bit. That's I, I'm glad to hear that. The, so somebody actually had a non Fraser question and had a basketball. Question. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so Tessa Lionheart, she had a bunch of questions about basketball. So I'm going to narrow it down uh, <laughs> to yeah. this question, which was, uh, were Trey Parker and Matt Stone as fun to work with as it looks like? <laughs> yes, 100%. They were really uh, very funny and constantly pulling pranks and also really awesome scene partners, too. That was a it's wild just, scene where they almost kill you. Sometimes they do being kill the you. kid on set, yeah. you, you know. It's like nerve wracking, but like I've been really lucky that everyone has always been so welcoming and making me feel comfortable. So I have nothing but good experiences about Trey and Matt. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that was, I just looked up a, 
I I think I did definitely saw basketball a long time ago, and then <laughs> today the first one that comes up with you is uh, when they keep uh, stepping on all the machines and. Uh, oh yeah, in the hospital scene. That was wild. Yeah. That was insane. So those are all the Frasier fan questions for now. Um, but before we wrap up, I would love to just uh, talk a little bit about what you're currently uh, sure. doing, which is I believe you are uh, on. The Magicians, correct? Yeah, we just, uh, so The Magicians is, uh, it's based off of the novels by Lev Grossman, and we just finished our fifth season, uh, like just like a week ago, uh, finished filming our fifth season, and it's on sci-fi. Um, it should be airing again in January, but yeah, this is a, a show, I play the I play the role of Josh Oberman from the books, who's this sort of fun-loving, uh, stoner, chef, uh, you know, party guy, um, typical teen <laughs> gamer guy. <laughs> um, but it, yeah, it's, it's a really fun show and it, it, it just, it's rare territory now to be able to be part of something on a fifth season. Yeah. Um, and just sort of, you know, coming from the world of TV that I did as a kid, it's, uh, I'm still very excited about getting the opportunity to be to be on a show that is sort of successful and gets to sort of tell these stories. It's a fun show. It's sort of like Harry Potter, sex, drugs, rock and roll. And um, I'm excited for the fans to see the new season. We, we put a lot of work into it. So it should be a fun one. Yeah, I actually I I was looking up scenes and I, the first one that came up with with Josh Hoberman was uh, yeah. called The High King. And it was oh, yeah. this whole crazy scene where you're a king and you're smoking out of a bong. And yeah. I was yeah, like, all right. right, Trevor's yeah, got it, range. This is no Frederick Crane. It's not. No, it's, <laughs> a, it, yeah, it's de it definitely takes a different turn. But um, similar to Martin getting high uh, on an accidental uh, pop brownie. It's a very similar journey. <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, no, the show is the show is a very fun over the top show, but we're, we're based off of a really great book series uh, by the same name, The Magicians. So um, I encourage people to check it out. We, we, we have a pretty strong fan base and it's been a ton of fun being able to be on that show. Wonderful. But I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on. You were so fun. And it's so great that you're I mean, honestly, there isn't even a single person I have as an example for this. But I'll just say I do feel that sometimes I think I just feel like some people, some actors are like, kind of don't want to talk about things from the past sometimes old shows. Uh, and I feel like you are extremely chill in that you're like I'm an open book <laughs> um oh, here's what I did in the past here's what I'm currently doing now and um yeah and I feel like uh there was nothing off limits so yeah well I mean I, I feel really lucky to be associated with the with the show I mean it's a it's it's sort of that that quality and um I, I just feel really lucky it's a it's a timeless piece of history no matter what happens either reboot or not I feel very lucky to still be associated with Frederick and Frazier. It's just a really cool thing I get to take with me. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much, Trevor Einhorn, for being here. And until next time, good night, Seattle. Tune in for an all-new episode of I'm Listening on December 24th with writer Meredith Dawson.